Wait, what? Traces of a chemical tied to blood cancers, including leukemia, have been detected in dozens of popular sunscreens. Oh, uh, okay. So a online pharmacy, Lab LabValuSure, uh, did some tests and they found benzene, which is a known carcinogen, found in 78 of nearly 300 sprays and lotions that they tested, uh, including products sold by Banana Boat and CVS. Interesting. Really interesting, isn't it? In a petition, the company has asked the FDA to recall these contaminated batches. The FDA, of course, takes seriously any safety concerns raised about products that we regulate, including sunscreen so i mean we're on it we're on it don't you worry about it so don't forget that trace levels of benzene can be found in cigarette smoke gasoline glues adhesives cleaning products and paint strippers that's it though so don't you worry about it <laughs> lots with the highest contaminations are sold across four different popular brands neutrogena sunbum I get my sunscreen from Sunbum. CVS Health, Fruit of the Earth. Now, not all of the aforementioned brands' products were found to contain benzene. And the story lists the products found to contain and not to contain benzene. And they're included all throughout this story. Now, I will say that companies like Johnson & Johnson, the maker of Neutrogena, said uh no that is not an ingredient in any of our personal care products the maker of banana boat defended its products as well stating that our sun care products undergo rigorous testing to ensure safety and quality to meet all fda regulations cvs said that products they sell are safe and we are in the process of reviewing and evaluating information in the related to ValueSure's petition, and we will respond accordingly. Now, my company, Sunbum, told CBS News, to further ensure the quality of our products, we will work with suppliers to understand how trace amounts may have been detected. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, this doesn't mean you shouldn't stop using sunscreen products, okay? No, 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 no. Do not do that. We're heading into the summer months, so just understand that, uh, you know, we're looking into it, and it's, you should be fine. Don't worry about it, but don't stop using sunscreen. Okay, all right, no problem. I believe you. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. More health news. Uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, again the FDA, uh, cautioned people with seafood allergies to resist the urge to munch on cicadas. <laughs> okay, no problem. I'm resisting. Yeah, don't eat cicadas if you're allergic to seafood as these insects share a family relation to shrimp and lobsters. So don't do it. Don't munch on cicadas. That's all I'm telling you. Then the FDA is saying, take it easy if you're you know, allergic to these particular foods because it's a problem for you. Okay. 
people with seafood allergies should avoid cicadas. So if you think, uh, this is just me speaking now, I'm not speaking for the US FDA. <laughs> uh, I'm just speaking for chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Uh, I would go ahead and resist eating cicadas no matter what, because it's possible. I mean, it's possible you're allergic to them. So just go ahead and use caution. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Throw caution to the wind. Throw caution right to the wind and just don't eat them at all. You don't even have to resist. Just say no. More safety news. Uh, we're starting off the show with uh, safety news for you and your family. I didn't realize seven asteroids are zooming past Earth this week. Now, we've already had some zoom past, so we're safe from those. And there's still more coming. But uh, we had the one zoom past Earth on Tuesday. That was 2021 KT-1. That was that uh, the one that was about as big as the Washington Monument or the Eiffel Tower. So that one, that one was classified as potentially hazardous. And that passed us, I don't know, that was like four or five million miles from the Earth. Then um, we have another one that uh, is classified uh, as potentially hazardous object. That is uh, 2021 KTI-1. That one flew by already, uh, so we're good. Um, and then there's a few more that are flying by. Amazing that we're just finding out about it now. And they're just rocks that are 4 billion years old. They're passing by Earth this week, too. <laughs> they're smaller than the 2021 KT-1. But because KT, because 2021 KT2 uh, is really small, it's no big deal. And it came with, wait, what? Asteroid 2021 KT2 passed by on Tuesday. That one, uh, oh, the one in 2018 came within 181,000 miles and 640, 694,000 miles. Wait a minute. That's pretty close. Uh, I don't know about 181,000 miles. That's a shave uh, as far as space miles go. Uh, you know, four or five million, I'm good with. 181,000, uh, that could hit us. I don't like that. I just want to say I'm on record as saying I don't like that. <laughs> now, we're all, we also have to be on the lookout for an asteroid called 410777. 209FD. Man, I am concerned about 410-777-209-2009-FD. Now that has a chance of 0.2% of hitting the Earth. But that's in 2185. The year 2185. Oh, okay. So we don't have to worry till then. Well, we you do have to kind of worry, you know, because there's going to be other stuff coming, <laughs> you know, and flying by, and we can't see them all. And in the documentary Armageddon, we were told why we can't see them all when the president inquired to the actor Billy Bob Thornton who was playing the uh, head of the NASA space shuttle program uh, why we didn't 
see these things coming. Dan, we didn't see this thing coming. Well, our object collision budget's a million dollars. That allows us to track about 3% of the sky. And begging your pardon, sir, but it's a big-ass sky. Now, I'm guessing, and I don't know this for a fact, that our object collision budget is a little bit more than a million dollars now. But I could be wrong, and it could still be at a million or less. Because we hear all the time, yeah, we didn't see that uh, asteroid coming, but there it is. And we're, you're going to be fine, so don't worry about it. So, just saying, heads up. One other breaking story, uh, Medina Spirit tested positive again for steroid bethamethasone and uh, beta-methasone. I'm sorry, bethamethasone is different stuff. <laughs> he didn't test positive for that. Sorry, Kentucky Derby and Bob Baffert, but he tested positive for the steroid beta-methasone. And uh, Baffert has been suspended uh, for two years the next step, the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission is going will be will be uh, disqualifying Medina Spirit, and now he will not win the money, and Baffert is out. Baffert's not going to be able to enter any horses in the Derby or other races at the storied track through the spring of 2023. Wow. Um, reckless practices and substance violations that jeopardize the safety of our equine and human athletes or, or compromise the integrity of our sport are not acceptable. And as a company, we must take measure to demonstrate that they will not be tolerated. That was Churchill Downs uh, CEO, Bill Carstengen. He said that in a statement. And Mr. Baffert's record of testing failures threatens public confidence in thoroughbred racing. Yeah, because there's great confidence in thoroughbred racing, Bill. Uh, but given these repeated failures over the last year, including the increasingly extraordinary explanations, we firmly believe that asserting our rights to impose these measures is our duty and responsibility. So all the money that the owner got for winning, gone. There's still a shot they come out of this looking okay, though. And how is that, Jeff? Because it doesn't look really good for Bob or the horse or the owner. Now, the second test came back with more picograms than the first test. The second test showed 25 picograms of the steroid. 21 picograms were found in the first sample. What they're saying, according to Baffert and his attorneys, is that it was a, it was a salve. It was an ointment that was rubbed on. And the reason that beta-methasone is banned is because it's injected into a joint and they want you to not inject the joints so close to a race so if it's a salve and it can be proven scientifically that it was a salve then that should help some of the outcome i don't know I don't know. We'll see. I don't even know if they can prove that it comes from a salve. And we're, the way Baffert handled it in the beginning. And then he said, you know, that uh, that ointment we put on, that's what it was. It was the ointment. So we'll see. There's more investigation to go on. And we'll see the outcome of that. But for now, Baffert will be suspended for two years at the Derby. And we'll see fallout from other tracks probably as well. And Medina Spirit will be disqualified as the Kentucky Derby winner. All right. All right. We want to make sure that we keep the integrity of horse racing strong. Right, Bill? 
So we've had a lot of news about hackers and uh, cyber security hackers, to be exact, in the last month. And now we have news that uh, a ransomware attack targets uh, Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket Ferries. We have a report that the MTA in New York was hacked. They claim that gained, it did not gain access to systems that control train cars and rider safety was not at risk. Right. And that the intrusion appeared to have done little, if any, damage. Right. After the JBS attack, we don't know what they paid, if they paid, how much they paid, but they're coming back online. And so the supply chain for JBS meat is, you know, still okay, I guess. Uh, You know, I know they talked in one story that uh, it was aluminum yesterday, beef today, pork tomorrow. Expect more of these attacks to be happening. Okay, no problem. And our White House is on it. Our White House is on it. They're taking care of us. Don't worry. Uh, And Newberger, cybersecurity advisor at the National Security Council, who I am a huge fan of the National Security Council, and the cyber security advisor. I, when you think of cyber security advisors, <laughs> you think of Ann Newberger. I mean, you actually might. I, I, I don't know. But she has said the threats are serious and they are increasing. We urge you to take these critical steps to protect your organizations and the American public. Oh, thank you. The recent cyber attacks have forced companies to see ransomware as a threat to core business operations and not just data theft. Well, yeah, uh, and it hasn't been just the recent ones there, Ann Newberger. Uh, it's been, we've, we talked about our man who negotiates with these cyber terrorists. He's been doing that now for quite some time, and he talked about how the attacks were on the companies. We covered this. We talked about our, my man in, uh, I, think was, I think his offices were in New Jersey. Anyway, it was, it's a great article in the New Yorker, but he negotiates with these cyber terrorists so it's attacking companies and they attack the companies and they say we'll take $150,000 and we'll put you back online and then you negotiate them down to 75,000 or 50,000 or whatever the number is whether you have cybersecurity insurance or whether the company is just going to pay them outright and they work a deal you pay them and you move on and they put you back online so okay I mean they're just getting greedy now uh, the pandemic is over there's more and more companies available to be hacked, and they're hacking them. And we've had uh, hacks from uh, Russian actors. We've had hacks from Chinese hackers, actors. We've had hacks from North Korean actors. I mean, they're just it's it's a it's a it's turning into a worldwide epidemic. Uh, we, we've got a new pandemic. It's called cybersecurity. Yay! Or actually. <laughs> uh, no cybersecurity. You need cybersecurity. So, what would you? Because that's not what you call it, though, is it? Ah, whatever. Let's go to the break room. <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> you call it whatever the heck you want. I need a drink. Oh. All right, uh, we're in the break room, so let's uh, let's go to the uh, chewing the fat. Told you so. It's a chewing the fat prediction come true. Chris Harrison won't be returning to front ABC's Bachelor in Paradise. Ah, there you go. I told you. I told you. Back in February when he announced that he was going to step away 
for an unspecified period of time. And of course, we're going to get things, uh, we're going to get things resolved. And uh, of course, I'll be back. Will ya? Will ya, Chris? No, you won't. Anytime this kind of thing happens, they are gone. It's over. No way you fight back. So the bachelor now remember, and he got in trouble for that stupid, stupid old South plantation themed party comment on some podcast. It was just terrible. And I mean, he should not have been in trouble for it, but you know what? They are eating their own now. And so it's kind of tough to be on their side. It's, it's really tough. Now, David Spade is looking to take his place on The Bachelor. And, you know, everybody said, David Spade, what is David Spade, what is it? Uh, I, you know, he's, uh, I guess, a super fan. Uh, I've seen some of his stuff on his Instagram account. I do follow him. He's pretty funny. He, he, does, some, he does some funny stuff on his Instagram account. And uh, so he's a super fan of The Bachelor, or, or The Bachelorette, sorry. And, uh, you know, so some people are probably a little bit upset. I don't know. I think the numbers showed that... Uh, uh, Harrison was a good fit for them and they loved him. He was around forever. So I know that they, this was the bachelorette. It says it remains unclear if he's going to return to the bachelor. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. No problem. So he's hosted the bachelor, the bachelorette and the bachelor in paradise. And I apologize. I apologize deeply for not knowing my bachelor, bachelorette and bachelor in paradise shows because uh, there, this is actually a show that I have not paid attention to. I, I know about the shows and I've seen, you know, different episodes, but I do not follow them. And so, you know, but he's been on since uh, 2002. I mean, that's incredible. Since 2002. And now, I mean, he's the guy, right? He was the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, and the Bachelor in Paradise guy. And now they're just kicking him to the curb. It's unclear if he's going to return. Yeah, he's out. Have a nice day. Uh, take care of yourself. Another person that's tough to get behind is this Ellie Kemper deal. I know she's a, she's a good actress and her shows. I like her. But you know what? And I know it's a stupid, a god-awful stupid thing that she's in trouble for. That she's, you know, the, the KKK princess. And it's all part because she did. She went to a debutante ball at this place, uh, you know, 20 years ago when she was a teenager. And the place was, uh, you know, a bad place anyway. But it wasn't a bad place then. It was a bad place when it was founded back in 1878 by an ex-Confederate. Uh, it isn't even linked to the Klan. I guess there was a hooded costume worn at the first ball that looked like the outfit that the clan adopted 20 years later. <laughs> so, you know, I want to be on her side and say, your people are just stupid. And, you know, she wasn't the beauty queen of a racist ball and it's just dumb, but you know what? It's Hollywood. And now they're going to start eating their own good, good. Cause the whole thing is dumb. And maybe we reach a point, maybe we reach a point where even in Hollywood, they're like, hey, maybe why we've gone too far. This is silly. I bet you she apologizes, though. She hasn't yet. And maybe she does. Maybe this is the tipping point. Maybe this is the point of saying, hey, hey, no, 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 no more. Okay, I hope so. But we shall see. 
Uh, disappointing news also uh, for those of you that have been waiting for the Chromatica Ball from Lady Gaga. I know she postponed it again. Very sad. Uh, it's not going to happen until next year, 2022. I know. Uh, plenty of places she wrote in a message saying that while some parts of the world are moving quickly to open up, others are not ready yet. So until we can confirm all global dates, we have to postpone the Chromatica Ball shows shows to the summer of 2022. Okay, Gaga, no problem. I mean, that's actually, I guess that's kind of cool because if she has to, starts the tour and then has to cancel a bunch, then you're, you know, then you're done. So she, let's see, it's a, uh, the initial tour dates announced in 2020, March 5th. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a kick in the rear. Uh, month long, six city stadium jaunt from July 25th through August 27th, beginning in Paris, France, then London, then Boston, then Toronto, then Chicago, then uh, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. And then uh, they were going to be there for several dates. Wow. I mean, that's a, she's doing nothing uh, in the middle of the country or the West Coast or down South. That's, that's a little disappointing. Uh, you know, what's going on, Gaga? I mean, what do you got against the rest of the U.S. of A.? I mean, you know, Australia dates, none of that. All right, you got your money for your little House of Gucci movie you were starring in, and uh, now you're just, you know, doing a whole little month-long long tour? <laughs> sure, you're in Paris and, uh, you know, London, and, uh, you know, then we go to Boston and Toronto and Chicago and New Jersey, and then we wrap it up, that's it. Okay, whatever. Lazy. Did you see where TikTok has issued a cease and desist on their YouTubers versus TikTokers boxing event? It's been pretty huge. It's been promoted a lot by these dingleberries on YouTube and TikTok. And it's a stupid thing. I know. I got it. But if you're big into it, you're big into it. You can think you, I think you can quote me on that. If you're big into it, you're big into it. But they apparently are unhappy with the promotion. I don't know what they're unhappy with. It, uh, they want to uh, cancel the event altogether. Um, how about no? Uh, they're supposed to take place on June 12th in Miami. These guys, it's a lot of money. It's a pay-per-view. It's uh, both platforms. These guys are going to be boxing each other. There's a couple of fights. I think there's multiple fights going on between of TikTokers and YouTubers. And it's such a huge event. It's the battle of the platforms. And it's uh, it's up on, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a huge event. I don't know why they want the cease and desist other than they're not getting paid for the actual event. That's very possible that they don't want the uh, Live X Live is, uh, you know, working with a legal team on the matter, and that's who's going to be, you know, streaming the event. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I, it seems weird that TikTok would try a cease and desist to the event, but maybe they're just pissed they're not making any money. But they are making all kinds of money from, you know, the advertising of the event. So I, I really don't, I'm not quite sure I understand their thinking on that. It's really weird. And we got the we got the Mayweather Floyd fight this weekend, baby. I'm looking forward to that. 
I am looking forward to that. I mean, that's a smart move on these guys. Mayweather or and, and Jake Paul is just raking in the cash for this. Such a good move on both of them. But Mayweather, I mean, he hasn't fought since uh, he fought Conor McGregor like four years ago, uh, which he won, by the way. That was a good fight. Uh, I, I enjoyed seeing, seeing that fight. And Jake Paul, he hasn't even won a fight. I mean, he lost to KSI in what they call the split decision, which he really should have won that fight. But KSI did not win that fight. I don't even like Jake Paul. I'm not a big KSI fan either. But, uh, you know, he should not. that should not have been a split decision. That was a bad call. However, let me say this. Uh, I hope that Mayweather wins this fight. I want Mayweather to win this fight. But... If Jake Paul, Jake Paul to win this fight is going to have to knock him out. Is not you're going to have to put Mayweather on the mat. It's just going to have to. Otherwise, nobody will believe that he won the fight. Now they just announced the rules. Per the Florida Commission, the Florida State Boxing Commission released the rules on the fight. No judges, no official winner read. Knockouts legal. KO up to the ref's discretion. No headgear, 12-ounce gloves, eight three-minute rounds. So that is really, really kind of weird. I know. And there's going to be an undercard as well. Uh, Chad Johnson is uh, doing a bare-knuckle fight with Brian Maxwell in a four-round exhibition. And I think there was another fight that got canceled uh, in in that undercard as well. But with no judges... And no official winner red? I mean, that's a little disconcerting. So the only way that you come out winning this fight, they both will have bragging rights if they're left standing at the end of eight rounds. And Mayweather can last eight rounds. Right? I mean, Jake Paul's going to have to... (laughs) He's going to have to do some work to knock out Floyd. He could. He's a lot bigger than him. He's a lot younger, but he's not. Uh, he's not. He's not Floyd. I'm sorry. Floyd is 50 and 0, uh, 27 knockouts. He's the man, and so there's no way, no way, he gets knocked out by Floyd. I don't know that I want to make that a prediction or not because a little frightening. Because <laughs> Floyd blinks his eyes wrong and. Jake gets one punch in, man. He could ding Mayweather to the mat. <laughs> that would not be good. It'd be good for Jake. Man, it would be good for Jake. They've made these Paul brothers, man. I hate them so much because they're 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 so smart and they've made such a they've made such great moves to just rake in cash from the internet. And why not? Bless their hearts. Just I can't decide. Is it bless their hearts or I hate them? Which is it? Did you see where Krispy Kreme filed to go public yesterday under the ticker symbol DNUT? <laughs> Denut. <laughs> I guess uh, the one story I read about them going public uh, talked about uh, how their sales grew 
17% in the last fiscal year, and net revenue jumped 23% in 2021. It expanded its footprint from 6,040 Krispy Kreme selling locations to 8,275 Krispy Kreme selling locations last year. It owns Insomnia Cookies. I remember we talked about that when they bought Insomnia Cookies. 64% of all Krispy Kreme donuts sold are the glazed kind. And uh, so, you know, but one of the things that I liked about the story, uh, and, and also this is their comeback, because remember, it's it's the chain is, Krispy Kreme is 83 years old now. And it first went public back in 2000. I remember that because they were bringing in Krispy Kreme donuts left and right when we were in Tampa. Anyway, uh, of course we were paying for them. It filed for bankruptcy in 2005. And then, uh, you know, now we're back. Now we're back, baby. Krispy Kreme is back. And this time they're pissed. But in that story, though, <laughs> you know, their symbol is going to be D-Nut, D-N-U-T. But uh, it could have been creepy. K-R-P-Y. <laughs> or it could have been glazed. G-L-Z-D. I know. I know. That's a, those are tough choices. And But they, they didn't go with glazed or Krippawai. <laughs> they went with Danat. So, you know, you could invest in Krispy Kreme. Speaking of health, Nestle the world's biggest food company by sales uh, decided that, uh, you know what? Uh, wow. We, uh, we're not healthy. We're not healthy. So in an internal presentation, they found that 63% of Nestle products don't meet a recognized definition of health. Uh, you think so? So? <laughs> now, Look, Nestle is, you know, huge, right? I mean, so they didn't even count baby formula, coffee, pet food, medical nutrition, which all of those account for about half of their sales. So instead of 63%, if you count all of those, you get it down to about 28% of their products don't meet recognized definition of health. Oh, okay. 70% of the food items, 96% of beverages, and 99% of candy ice cream products didn't crack this uh, health rating system in Australia that gives you, the the Australian health rating system is uh, 3.5 to 5 stars is good for, you know, recognized definition of health. And so 70% of food items, 96% of beverages, and 99% of candy ice cream products didn't crack the 3.5. Really, you think? Uh, one pepperoni pizza hot pocket contains almost 30% of the recommended daily sodium intake. And so? So anyway, they are updating nutrition standards and its health strategy. They said they're going to make improvements and we've made improvements in recent years and we're going to continue to move forward on reducing sugars and sodiums in products by about 15%. Oh, okay. No problem. Uh, still make it, uh, you're still going to make it taste good though, right? 
And what about the candy bars and stuff? Well, CEO Mark Schneider actually commented on that last year. He said, baby Ruth's aren't going anywhere. Confectionery and chocolate address a deep human need and are going to be here to stay. Thank you. Thank you, CEO Mark Schneider. At least he gets it. So he's trying to, he's walking that line. He's walking that line of, uh, yeah, and we're going to try. We're going to try to get, we're going to try to meet the recognized definition of health. And look, we sell baby formula and coffee and pet food and medical nutrition, and those are all good. So back off me, okay? <laughs> you know what? You know what? We'll make a hot pocket with a little less sodium, all right? But that's about it. We're not going to. We're not messing with the baby Ruths. I like this guy. Oh, and uh, did you see where they finally they came up with a name? Now, if it goes through the merger between Discovery and Warner Media, they, you know, that's like a $43 billion merger that we, we talked about it, uh, that they're hoping to, you know, come together and be the next big player in the streaming wars. Well, they now have a name. The Discovery... CEO David Zaslav is going to lead the new combined venture if cleared by regulators, and I'm sure that it will. He announced uh, the name to Warner Media employees Tuesday in his press release. We love the new company's name because it represents the combination of Warner Brothers, BROS period, fabled hundred year legacy of created authentic storytelling and taking bold risks to bring the most amazing stories to life with Discovery's global brand that has always stood brightly for integrity, innovation, and inspiration. He told employees that uh, I'm here in a studio lot in Burbank, California. (laughs) Now the company's tagline is going to be the stuff that dreams are made of. Now, I don't know what they put in front of people to come up with a name, but I mean, they, they really, they really thought this one out a lot. Okay. They're going to be called Warner Bros. Discovery. Huh? Multi-billion dollar corporation. They have announced, uh, you know, you heard him. He's, I mean, it represents uh, the combination of Warner Brothers and Discovery's global brand so i mean what's a better name than warner bros discovery the stuff that dreams are made of (laughs) now who knows uh if it's gonna if they're gonna allow it but i'm sure that they will i mean there's there's, what are they no you guys can't come together it's not gonna happen we are the regulators. We get to say so. It, no way. It happens. So, Warner Bros. Discovery. The stuff that dreams are made of. Are, you know, huge. Now, they're still saying that there's mergers left to do. I mean, they all want to compete against Disney, Netflix, and Amazon. I mean, those three are monsters. So, and then when you have Warner Bros. Discovery. <laughs> Just okay but you have uh viacom cbs and nbc universal 
I mean, they're saying that maybe NBC Universal merges with Lionsgate. Wow. And then what they're saying is if Warner Bros. Discovery uh, gets okayed and comes together, then Viacom CBS would uh, would actually go into trying to uh, get with NBC or other big companies. So they all come together because they all want that piece, man. They want that huge streaming piece. They're talking about maybe a Stars Peacock combination, either together as one service or separately as a as a you know as a bundled offering. Okay, all right. You got Stars is on track to have 60 million global subscribers by 2025. Okay, Stars is available in 58 different countries. Wow, that's. That's pretty huge. I didn't, they're on track to get 60 million. That's, they don't have 60 million yet. So we shall see about that. I don't know about that. Now, these big companies, man, are, they just want to get bigger. They just want to get bigger. And yes, you can quote me on that. I mean, I guess, you know, the industry is back. They still, I mean, there's plenty of streaming companies out there left alone. AMC, uh, you know, they're, they're out there. Are they going to merge with somewhere, somebody? I don't know. Um, there's plenty, uh, ESPN, but that's under Disney, right? Yeah. So it's not going to work with that. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head because AMC has already, they just bought uh, another company to you know say that we're back we're strong they had a big stock push they had one company this Murdoch Capital uh, bought like 8.5 million shares and then sold them yeah no, yeah no, no we we don't really think that's uh, that's good we made about 40 million but we just don't think that it's a good deal really yeah it's overvalued <laughs> it wasn't overvalued when you made about 40 million on the deal. <laughs> you bought it for about 27 bucks and you sold it for uh, 33 and a half. So that's not bad. That's not bad. But AMC CEO, I mean, that's good for them. They are, uh, they just uh, bought Archlight Cinemas and Pacific Theaters. And that was like for 230 million. So they think it's back. I mean, their AMC, uh, their CEO, uh, AMC, their AMC CEO, uh, Adam Aaron said with our increased liquidity an increasingly vaccinated population and the imminent release of blockbuster new movie titles, it's time for AMC to go on the offense again. Okay. Does that mean that they're going to AMC will have the vaccinated theater i wonder if they i would say i first thought are they going to have uh if you're not vaccinated you can't come and see the movies but they'll have uh separate sides right Ooh, you're not vaccinated yeah no you're down that hallway over there and don't be breathing over here uh you're vaccinated yeah you go ahead you guys go over there you have fun you get all the food choices over there unvaccinated yeah uh, there's a couple little soda machines over there and, uh, you know, you can have a little small box of popcorn, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and you gotta wear your masks and, uh, there's, 
you got to do all that stuff but you're over there yeah there's a couple theaters down there oh do you want to see the blockbuster movies yeah no we can't let you in on that that's for the vaccinated people not you unwashed masses no i washed yeah but you did get the vaccine Boy, if there was ever new content coming out for mysonhuntermovie.com, this is it. This laptop, Hunter's laptop, is a never-ending plethora of information. You know, the laptop that could be his, maybe. (laughs) So, you know the stripper, uh, the stripper baby mama that uh, has the kid that we don't even recognize and we didn't know the name we do now thanks to these emails and we know she was on the payroll (laughs) he was paying her all through the pregnancy incredible okay so back in uh december he reached out to his assistant katie dodge asking for information about his firm rosemont seneca all right And he says, just for clarification, who is payroll paid to now and for past nine months? So when you took what's her name off and redirected her income, did it also end my insurance? Past nine months has been you, me, London, Haley, Liz, and Aaron, but currently only you and me. Dodge later reassured Hunter that no, London's removal doesn't jeopardize insurance. <laughs> now, remember, she went after him with a paternity suit, which they settled, and he agreed to pay her a monthly sum and health insurance premiums. Just amazing. Now, they don't even recognize this woman. They don't even recognize this woman. Now they, now, they claim this is her. They have her name now because of these emails and the kid's name. Okay? So, the woman's name, the stripper, is London Roberts. Gave birth to their daughter, Navy Joan Roberts, in August of 2018. Wow, that kid's almost three years old. Incredible. She messaged Hunter on July 24th of 2018 saying, uh, you know, their their child's due date was September 8th. (laughs) All good amoeba dd all good (laughs) hunter did not respond did not respond she reached out a few times after that and he did not respond need to talk to you if you feel the need to reach out my line is always open hope all is well hunter did not respond (laughs) amazing according to this the computer showed screenshots Uh, appeared four times so we don't know if she sent the message four times or if he just had screenshots uh of the message uh, four times on his computer but he was paying she was on the payroll and paying for his insurance until after she had the baby and then he cut her off what a nice guy what a nice guy now he claimed in the autobiography that I had no recollection. I I challenged the paternity because I had no recollection of any sexual encounter with Roberts. Really? That's incredible because you were, you know, paying for 
her and the insurance uh, from your company. So you must have had some recollection. Is that not true, Mr. Biden? So according to him in 2017, in his book, he says that his first wife, Kathleen, after they divorced, he went on rampages during which he and the women he met would satisfy our immediate needs and little else. During this period, that's when he had the affair with sister-in-law, Haley. <laughs> and uh, he writes, I'm not proud of it. I was a mess, but a mess I've taken responsibility for. Have you? Have you? Now, Hunter and Haley broke off that relationship, and now he's married to Melissa Cohen. They have a son, and guess what they named the son? I know you, you probably already know it, but they named the son... Bo, and that's special. And he has uh, his daughter with Roberts, the stripper, and he has uh, three daughters from his first marriage. Those three daughters are Biden's grandkids. He loves them, and I bet you Bo is now his favorite. It's the new Bo because Bo. Uh, I'm telling you, the title of his book should have been "I'm Not Bo," but I digress. So I mean, it gets better and better, just better and better. The, this guy is a well. Yes, he's a dirtbag. Yeah, he's a dirtbag. We'll just stick with that. He's a dirtbag. I mean, his laptop keeps giving information daily as they go through it. We know now that the uh, you know DOJ is probing the lobbying firm tied to Biden's son, tied to Hunter. Uh, the laptop keeps keeps giving us information, and was just we we're supposed to pretend like that information doesn't exist. Okay, sure, no problem. We'll just pretend the information doesn't exist. Right, Hunter? I know you're a mess, and you've taken uh, responsibility for it. Have you? Have you? I mean, you were forced into responsibility, at least paying after the baby died, right? But she was on the payroll. What a douche. So he pays for her, pays her and pays for insurance to have the baby, and as soon as she has the kid cut off you're gone have a nice day we're not uh, that had to be dad saying cut her off yeah because they were coming up with the election so he had to have no ties to her i uh, except for that whole child support and health insurance premiums you know during the paternity suit <laughs> that's when they settled because the election joe was like get this thing off the table i don't want to hear about it anymore okay no problem i don't even want to know that my grandchild Born out of wedlock to your stripper, uh, Navy. What's the kid's name again? Navy something, right? Navy Joan Roberts. Navy Joan Roberts. Almost three years of age now. I mean, the laptop keeps giving and giving and giving. I mean, if it is actually his laptop. I mean, let's not forget that he he did say there was... Uh, you know, certainly a possibility that it was my laptop, but look, yeah, there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. Sure. Uh, it could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. <laughs> okay, Hunter. All right. Enough. I mean, wow. I can't wait for Phelan Macklear and my son Hunter to be made. MySonHunterMovie.com is not even a 
I'll even add a paid commercial for it this time. Just mysonhuntermovie.com. You can uh, donate some money and uh, help get that movie made. And now is a great time to do it. I'll tell you that. Because there is stuff coming out all the time. MySonHunterMovie.com Alright, I'm going to leave you with a question of the day. It was a question that uh, was asked, I saw, uh, from Facebook earlier today. And it got me thinking and I thought, you know, I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to share it with you, the Chewing the Fat audience. Now you can email me at ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com if you have an answer. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thought question. Alright? And so, here you go. How much dirt is in a hole three feet by seven feet by 14 feet? I mean, you think about that and you get back to me. How much dirt is in a hole three feet by seven feet by 14 feet? All right, you chew on that.